Welcome to 104 Days, a Phineas and Ferb companion podcast. Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm her dad. And this is episode 14, Jerk de Soleil. Uh, just real quick, that's a play off of Cirque de Soleil, which is a famous um, acrobatic troupe that we actually went to a Cirque de Soleil so, uh, show, your mom and I did, a couple years ago. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't come because... Um, because it was a date night. Oh. And so then in the in the episode, they're talking about they were going to go to the Cirque de Lune. So both Jerk de Soleil and Cirque de Lune are references to Cirque de Soleil. Soleil being French, I believe, French for sun. Lune being French for moon. So the boys figure out that the um, circus they were... Whoops. Circus they were going to go to got canceled, so they make their own circus because that's the most simplest way to do things. And it's not like a crazy circus. Like the, I mean, it's crazy that they have the, the stands and the tent and everything, but the acts themselves are not all that crazy. It's not like someone's jumping through a fire pit or something. Dr. Dufresmertz makes a voice anator, mm-hmm. which changes everyone's voice to be like squeaky and low. Right. Uh, squeaky and high. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's trying to change everybody else's voice. We have here the first appearance of Django, one of the, the boy's friends. He gets a couple lines. Isn't he, he in a wait, wasn't he in Oh wait. Yeah, mind. he's he's a primary like a primary part of an episode a little later on in the season, but otherwise we don't see too much of him. Oh, I thought we already saw that episode. My bad. Not yet. And uh the formula is is a little bit off. Like really, you only get about half of the formula. There, there's not a where is Perry. Although at one point, Ferb does say, "Have you seen Perry?" Ferb, Which is, right? No, Phineas says that, and there is no ah Perry the platypus. It's more like Perry the platypus. Look, and he starts. Why you stop? Why can you stop just bunt, busting through the the walls? Can't you just come in the front door? And it has like a bunch of booby yeah, traps. where all the traps are. Uh, so, yeah, not real heavy on the formula this time around. Uh, so in the song... So it's basically Candace explaining, like, Phineas and Ferb, they're evil. They're, they're evil little boys. They're, you're evil little boys. And Callie's going to sing a little bit of it. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Candace's voice changes because she gets exposed to some wild parsnips and so she ends up sounding like this, got this real throaty voice going on. And, uh, <laughs> the person who does that voice is actually Dan Pavenmeyer again. He's the one who does the voice for Dr. Doofenshmirtz, I believe, right? I don't know these things. I meant to check the credits. I'm pretty sure that's what I said once before. He's also in another show they made like a while back. Um, they made this in like 2010, I think, or around there. And... Um, they made another show, Milo Murphy's Law, and it's, and I found out it's made by the same people, and you can kind of see, um, his voice there too, on one of the characters, so, just, in one of the episodes in, in Vinyas and Verb. That's just a little side note I made. And the, the voices are kind of similar, this is just basically like a, a low guttural version of Dr. D's sort of high voice. But what I like about this song, this is one of the, the first bits that we have in the series where references are made to earlier episodes. In the lyrics of the song, Candace makes references to five 
earlier episodes. She talks about the roller coaster in the backyard, the beach, and driving cattle through the city, and going back in time, and then uh, treehouse fights. So that's five different references she makes all to earlier episodes. And it's part of what I meant when I said early on that there is this internal continuity that they're aware of on the show. They remember the things they've done before and often make references to it. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to do our top three bits. And I'm going to skip my number three because I had two. I couldn't decide between number three and number four, but they're both on Callie's list. So we'll cover them both. Works out perfectly. So what's your number three, Callie? My number three is, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Because my marker was running out a little bit. Okay. So when they're eating breakfast and it's not really that funny, um, they're eating breakfast and then they, and they're like the amazing Perry. And then just Perry turns around. Yes. Everybody's coming up with their, that's what, that was one of mine. Everybody's coming up with their ideas for what their acts are going to be. And, uh, it, it makes this this fanfare da-da, and zooms in on Perry. And Perry's in the middle of eating, so he turns. He's got food in his mouth, and then... He drools. Yeah. And, of course, he's got his blank stare as well. How can your eyes, like, look in the past and Going the future? two different directions. Yeah, it's tricky. Someone should make, like, a little poster, like, of Perry, like, looking different ways he could see the past and the future. So that was one of mine that I was debating for third or fourth. Uh, my second favorite. My hand's cold. What? Okay. <laughs> well, that that wasn't that wasn't actually one of my it wasn't actually my second favorite. My second favorite part is the there are a couple of times after Candace's voice changed because of her allergy. Uh, both Jeremy and Buford referred to her as a guy. Like she walks by Jeremy, he's like, "Excuse me." He's like, oh, that's good, bro. No, he's, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good, bro. And then uh, when she walks into the tent and Buford's getting ready to do his, well, we'll get to that in a second. He's getting ready to do his thing. Uh, he Buford says, that dude's stealing my act. <laughs> but both times referring to Candace. My second favorite was when Buford Smith just trying to do tough guy talk. He's like, yeah, I'm dancing with your, hold on. <clears throat> I'm dancing with your wife. Pal, got a problem with that? I think. Yeah. You got a problem with that? <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, Doofenshmirtz's plan was to make everybody else's voice higher. And that gets to my number one favorite thing, where he says, I was going to lower my own voice, but, you know, it seemed like too much trouble. <laughs> Because, yes, it's much easier to make everybody else's voices higher than just make your voice lower. My yeah. voice is pretty high. If I do it like this... That's higher than I can go. Look at that. You you clipped you clipped there I on think, the recording. I think I might have hurt someone's eardrums because yeah. of that. I'm sorry. Dogs are howling two counties over. <laughs> Anyways, my number one, right? Are we doing number one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's like, Vinny's asked Beaufort, what's your part? I'm going to jump in mud, Buford says, with the back on my head. And he's like, okay. Yeah, that's it. That was his whole act. He wanted to be, I fly into mud with a paper bag on my head. <laughs> and uh, he, he did. Yeah, 
Except he didn't fly into it. Well, yeah, he didn't. Candace went through the, the roof. They Phineas and Ferb were confused because they... Uh, they thought it was Buford. Yeah, they thought I it mean, was Buford. So they didn't calibrate for his for her being weighing less than Buford. Yeah. Well, Callie, I guess that's it for this episode. Huh? What would people do if they had any interest in sending us an email? Callie and her dad at gmail.com. Yes. And what Buford did, well, I think I think Ferb can put it best. And perhaps Buford truly is amazing. Truly. Yeah. I mean, or he teleported and lost, like, a bunch of weight while he went up in the air. Yeah. Or it was 